1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show that more and more people are tuning into for financial advice to find out how to protect their family, how to protect that money that you've been working so hard all your life. And nobody better to guide us and to give us advice than Ray Lance. Ray, good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Welcome to Money Wise. Love it. This is the show where every week we try to teach you something and explain something that might be helpful in your own personal financial life. And our mission, our goal, is to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. So thank you for listening every week. We have many faithful listeners who tune in every week, and it's always a pleasure to meet somebody. You know, I had a funny experience a little while ago, Phil. What's that? I was in um, Home Depot. I was in Home Depot on a Sunday morning. And I went up to ask a lady for some help about how do I measure blinds and order blinds. Mm. And she said, your voice is very familiar. Are you on the radio? And I said, yes. Oh, isn't that she great? She said, oh, you're on Sunday morning. <laughs> and I hadn't given her my name or anything else, but she simply recognized my voice. So we, we all have different voices, don't we? Yes. And uh, But that was kind of fun. It is. Recognizable and, uh, by your voice. Peter, my son Peter Lance, also had the same experience when... Somebody recognized his voice just because they had heard him on the radio before. Mm -hmm. But this morning, we have another distinguished voice with us. We have attorney Michael Coleman, who's uh, been uh, very generous in giving us some time. So good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good to be here. I haven't had that experience yet. No, you haven't had it yet? Not yet. Yet. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, we'll work hard on that, won't we? Well, today we're broadcasting uh, the day before Independence Day, the day before 4th of July. So... Happy Independence Day, ladies and gentlemen. Many more. Aren't we all fortunate to live in the country that we live in? Fortunate is, yes, absolutely fortunate. Very, very fortunate. And I wonder how we explain that to the younger generation and let them know because they don't know what it's like to live in other countries. I mentioned um, a couple of days ago to my grandchildren, their ages uh, 13 and uh, 10, basically, or just about, and I said, did you know that about one-third of the world's population goes to bed every single night without having enough food to eat? They go to bed hungry every single night. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it doesn't mean anything. It's just an old person telling them something that they yeah. can't really relate to. But that's, that's a fact, and that's it true. Is. We're very lucky to live where we live. We're going to talk today about declaring your financial independence. We're going to talk a little bit about some recent events that have taken place in England and Europe with Brexit, with the British country, the country of England, actually, uh, voting to leave the European Union uh, and the major impacts that's going to have on Europe and the impacts that it will have positively in this country. We're going to have some positive impacts in this country. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And We live in an age when what happens in another part of the world, whether it's China or Europe or Greece or wherever it happens to be, has a direct impact on our own economy. And that makes it really important, Mike, to make sure that we do proper planning ourselves and have our own affairs in order. But the bottom line is we still live in the best country in the world, in my opinion, and hopefully 
on Independence Day weekend, everybody can have a little appreciation for that fact. Amen. Definitely. So let's begin and talk a little bit about Independence Day itself. July 4, 1776, we signed the Declaration of Independence in this country, which begins, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume the powers, among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal stations to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect in the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. And then they go into the, the famous part, which is, we hold the, these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. And we go on from there. We actually read this on the show once, Phil. I remember. I and do remember that, Ray. I, so I sounded like John Hancock when I read my part. <laughs> I don't know about you. but What did he sound like? In the beginning. Oh. <laughs> well, I probably sounded like Ben Franklin. And, uh, Mike, you probably sounded like Samuel Adams. Okay. Do you know why they didn't want Ben Franklin to write the Declaration of Independence? No, tell me why. The, the founding fathers were truthfully very frightened that he would include a joke <laughs> in it. So they purposely did not ask him because they were frightened that he would throw in a joke. Well, he was one of the signers, though, from Pennsylvania. And from Massachusetts, we had four signers of the Declaration of Independence. We had Samuel Adams, John Adams, Robert Treat Payne, and Eldridge Jerry. So we had four signers from Massachusetts who signed the Declaration of Independence. But that was really a momentous act, and it's a little bit different from what's going on in England and Europe today, Ooh. because we were a country that was being taxed without representation. There was no vote in the colonies, and that's one of the main reasons we declared that these colonies, these states, would be independent from Britain. And then, of course, that led to the Revolutionary War later. But the Declaration of Independence was signed on July 4, 1776. And that's why we celebrate July 4th every year as a very important national holiday. So enjoy this weekend, but take some time to remember why we celebrate this day. It's not just a day for parades and waving flags. Right. There's a real important reason behind it. And probably school kids today know a lot more about that than some of the adults do, because we forget, don't we? Well, we're going to talk about declaring our financial independence today, Mike. And we're also going to be talking about how you can declare your legal independence, I guess, by having proper documents right. in place. Right, yeah. Sure. So you do a lot of work, Mike, in the area of estate planning and, and showing people how to uh, avoid probate and some of the things that you do. Mm -hmm. Give us just a really quick view of what are some of the main documents somebody should have if they truly want to be independent. Well, I think one of the main things you should have is probably a living trust. There are a number of great uh, things about the trust that can help out with financial independence or managing tax liability, as you said, avoiding probate. So those are all things that you want to try and manage, and the trust can do that. Uh, there are many different kinds of trusts. Uh, the basic trust is a revocable living trust that I think we'll talk about a little bit more today. Okay, and I'd like to start by giving a, an important quotation, too, from a gentleman named Elmer Davis, 
This nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it is the home of the brave. And then Woodrow Wilson, one of our uh, earliest presidents, who was very instrumental in, in making sure that we uh, created the League of Nations, which then became the United Nations, said, the American Revolution was a beginning, not a consummation. So it goes on and it continues. And we have to celebrate always the uh, independence of this country. But I'm pleased and I'm proud that I live in the United States of America. I, th I think we all owe whatever economic fortune we have uh, to the fact that we are a nation of laws and that we did declare our independence at a particular point in time, 1776. But I also think that we're much different from the countries in Europe. So I'd like to give a little bit of information about what's happened recently in this thing called Brexit, which is Britain exiting the European Union, which is somebody coined the word Brexit. Uh, now it becomes a, a word in our dictionary. You know, the funny thing is, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you think that Brexit doesn't have any impact on you, it does. We saw an immediate impact on the stock market uh, fairly recently. It went down significantly, and then the next day it went down significantly after the weekend. And then a funny thing started to happen. It started to come back again. And so on a Monday, the stock market went down after the big dip on a Friday. And then on Tuesday, it came back again, the same amount basically that it went down on Monday. And we've seen a progression ever since then. So yes, it has an immediate shock impact. There's still much to be decided. But ultimately, our country is much stronger than the European Union is. Mm -hmm. So it's going to have mostly impact in, in Europe. And I think what's going to happen from everything I've read so far is the people in England are going to be really regretful about what they voted for for several reasons. Number one, several major international companies headquartered in London have already announced that they're going to leave and move their headquarters out of London. Number two, it's estimated there's going to be a major job impact on the English people, that they expect to lose thousands and thousands of jobs. And I don't think people really thought about that when they voted to leave the European Union. Um, what are they losing the jobs to? Well, they're going to go to other countries. Uh, they're going to go to countries on the European continent, for example, some to Germany, some to other more prosperous countries. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen politically yet. It's too early to tell. Uh, the estimate is that it may take as long as two years to try to truly have an exit. The English Parliament is already debating the issue about whether they have to go along with the public referendum vote or not. So it's mm -hmm. keep continuing to have political chaos even in the country of England. Remember that Great Britain is composed of Ireland and Scotland and England. So only yeah. England right now has voted to leave uh, out of Great Britain. I'm not sure what regular Ireland did. I think they must have voted to leave as well. Northern Ireland, I know, did not vote to leave the European Union. They specifically right. voted to stay in. Right. Scotland uh, specifically voted to stay in. Mm -hmm. And they voted by 62% to stay in the European Union. And because of that, Scotland, you might remember, recently had a vote on whether they would stay a part of Great Britain 
or become an independent nation, and they voted to remain a part of Great Britain. But now that England and Scotland have voted differently on whether to stay or whether to leave the European Union, Scotland now says it's only a question of time before they bring the vote back to the Scottish people again about whether they should become independent. I'm going to give a parallel. Sure. In Massachusetts, when the everyday workers uh, vote and pass that the income tax, let's say, or the tax, sales tax, uh, should be reduced to, let's say, 5%. Mm-hmm. And the legislature does not listen to the people and mm-hmm. do their own thing, this starts to mount a frustration that I think we have just seen in Great Britain. Oh, yes, absolutely. So there's economic impacts, there's political impacts, and we can't even begin to determine what that's going to be yet. But with the number of companies that have already announced that they're leaving... Let them come here. Uh, let them come to the United States, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Definitely. We, we will welcome them. We will absolutely welcome them. They're also predicting that what's going to happen in London in particular is the value of real estate has already declined sharply. Rents are going to decline sharply. And the value of property is going to come down drastically. Uh, London already has some of the highest priced real estate in the world, but they're already predicting 10 to 20% declines in value. Mm-hmm. So on top of all that, there's also discussion about maybe they want to put this back to another vote again because they really <laughs> haven't considered the economic consequences. I, I saw a petition that has, well, last week it was $4 million people already. That's right. Because they said the people who voted this in were not educated. (laughs) (laughs) They said those with degrees voted against it. (laughs) That's going to create problems all by itself, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But no, in in order to have another referendum on the same question, it only requires 100,000 votes. And they've already got, uh, as you mentioned, three to four million people have already signed saying, wait a minute, we didn't know what we were doing. We want to reconsider this. So it's possible they could have another referendum and go back in and vote not to leave the European Union. I mean, it's really bizarre. Ray, can you imagine that happening in a presidential election? Wait a minute, we're going to have a re-vote here. (laughs) Well, it's sort of like impeachment or something. seem to recall we have had a couple of impeachment votes in this country too haven't we yeah they? absolutely so but it's 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 fascinating it is. theater uh england has always been a, a great home to theater and this is great theater that's now taking place oh, yeah. but it has serious implications um so already um real estate has taken a hit already in england uh because of the vote in brexit and articles uh Just literally in the last couple of days, because this is all so new, an article in the Wall Street Journal just said real estate takes a hit from Brexit. And they're estimating that um, weakening demand for office space in London is going to push office values down by 15 to 20 percent over the next short-term period. Listed companies on the London Stock Exchange have lost billions and billions of dollars of value already. When this first happened and when the stock market around the whole world, all the various stock markets went down significantly, there was immediately a $3 trillion reduction in value in listed stock exchange companies. And the companies in this country that were hit the most were some of the bank stocks, 
and they went down sharply in value because they have large-scale operations in Britain and the uncertainty about what's going to happen. Um, um, so there's short-term impact already just because of this vote. It, it's not going to hit us as much as it's going to hit other countries, especially in Europe. Um, there is a possibility that other countries in the European Union will now decide on whether they're going to have a vote to leave the European Union. And what all of that says is that maybe the European Union isn't as strong as it was thought to be, number one. And it's certainly not as strong as, as it is in this country. Our, our right. economic union in our states is uh, very strong. But what about mortgages in this country? There's predictions right now that our own mortgage rates are going to fall. So this also comes from the Wall Street Journal literally just in the last day. And it says a Brexit boost mortgages. Treasury yields fall, pulling down rates. So British, Britain's decision to leave the European Union uh, may benefit us in the United States in terms of mortgage rates. A number of lenders in this country immediately posted rates for 30-year fixed rate mortgages of about 3.5%. And that's now nearing a 3.5-year low price for the cost of mortgages. So if you're thinking about buying a house, ladies and gentlemen, and you're listening, this could be an excellent time to go out and buy the house because you're going to get more yes. favorable interest rates. You bet. So that's a positive impact in this country. Mm -hmm. And the main reason for that is because investors in Europe, because of the uncertainty of what's happening there, have decided they want to bring money over to this country. And they've started to um, pump money into the United States treasuries. And that has pushed the international uh, interest rates lower. Um, and therefore, mortgage rates are now going to be lower. So the uh, yields on treasury rates in this country are going to be lower. Mm. Uh, that's not necessarily good for investors, but for somebody who's buying a house, if your mortgage rates are going to be lower, it could be really a good time to buy. So you don't see interest rates for, let's say, CD notes going up because of this? No. No. No, just the opposite, mm -hmm. because there's so much money that's now being pumped into this country from overseas investors, from European investors. Um, it's going to have, again, a depressing effect on bank rates, CD rates, um, and those kinds of rates. It's going to be positive for borrowers who want to borrow money or somebody who wants to buy a house. So that's the immediate impact on us right now. Interesting. And stay tuned. It also means probably that the uh, U.S. Uh, Federal Reserve will not be raising their rates. That was originally scheduled for uh, June 2016, and now they've pushed that off. Mm -hmm. So does it have an impact on our country? Yes, it absolutely has an impact on our country. Um, how far will it go? We don't have a clue. Because just as the stock market starts to react instantly, then they're going to slowly come back in a positive fashion. What we've told people um, in our office is, I've had clients say, you know, I've got money in my work 401k account, and should I take it out? Should I change it? Should I change my investments? And we say, don't do anything. No. Hold still. Write it out. Uh, it's, it's really too early to tell what the broader uh, economic impact is going to have on this right. country. And a lot of times we see um, maybe some older clients with a lot of money in equities in the stock market, and this might be a good time to, you know, point out to them that it's so volatile. Yeah, you don't want to have that much money in, in right. securities. 
Well, you know, Mike, that's really a, a good point. We're talking with attorney Mike Coleman uh, this morning from Lance Law, Inc. Um, there is a lot of volatility in the stock market. And that's, that's a really particularly good point to make because what happens in England, the vote that they took in England, has an immediate impact on the stock market in this country. We cannot control international events. We continue to have uh, terrorist attacks in places like Turkey and, you know, the Istanbul airport. Right. So something that happens way on the other side of the world that we think doesn't impact us has an impact. Oh, yeah. And certainly the, the Brexit vote in Great Britain and England uh, has a vote. Mm -hmm. So Great Britain itself is going to be in turmoil for a while. There will be some positive impacts, but I, I think we'll see a gradual recovery in the stock market, and I think that's a positive thing. But for older people in particular who are retired or close to retirement, you ought to be really concerned about volatility if you've got money sitting in 401Ks. Uh, we're going to be talking um, on another show coming up about um, how to handle 401ks and buyout offers. That'll happen probably uh, a week later from this show. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to ask people to stay tuned and listen to that as well. But the fact is, what happens in other parts of the world matters because we are a global economy now. Mm -hmm. It didn't used to be that way. The good news is that we still live in the best economy in the world, the best country in the world with the strongest economy. But don't count on bank rates and CD rates going up anytime soon. Uh, do think about buying your, your mortgage, uh, you know, refinancing your mortgage. If you've got a rate that's maybe 4% or higher, you ought to be thinking about refinancing. We don't do that kind of work in our office, by the way, but we'd be happy to recommend you to folks that do. And there's some good banks and credit unions in our areas that do a really good job with that. Mm -hmm. We'd be happy to, to tell you about them right. or some of the private mortgage companies. Uh, just give us a call, by the way, at 508-998-8858, and we're happy to give you referrals to that. So briefly, um, where should you put your money, I think, is a valid question right now. Yeah, We do a great deal of work with indexed products, and we tell folks all the time, there are so many good values still with indexed products like indexed annuities, for example. Uh, the principal is protected and cannot go down. So you don't lose and when the market goes down. You don't have market risk. Um, many of them will have uh, bonuses up front so you see an immediate boost in your account. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that happens is going forward, um, if the index rises, like the S&P 500 index we use a lot, uh, when that occurs, then you're going to see a further increase in value in the account. And so this is an interesting time right now because if the index is down because of what's happened in the stock market or the world economy, then typically if you believe in the future of this country, the index is going to go up in the future. And therefore, you have the potential to see some good returns as well. But most importantly, you don't lose money. Right. So indexed annuities, we recommend a lot, or fixed annuities, but especially indexed annuities. And this is a particularly good time to think about doing that. Mm -hmm. um, Mike, you probably don't get into a lot of financial discussions necessarily with clients because no, you're focused no. on the legal side. Um, what are some of the things that people should do? We tell people all the time to do budgeting, to evaluate what your assets are. Mm -hmm. um, you should do this periodically and regularly. Um, what are some of the things people should look at for 
the kinds of documents. You just mentioned living trust, for example. Yeah. Is that a better bet for most people than doing a will? It is. I mean, uh, one of the great things about a living trust is that you can manage uh, taxes with a living trust. So here in Massachusetts, we have an estate tax of $1 million. Um, there's an exemption amount of $1 million per person. So if you have more than a million dollars in your estate as a single person, you might be uh, have some tax liability. If you're a couple and you have more than $2 million in your estate, you might be exposed to some taxes. So one of the things that the living trust can do is help to manage that liability. So again, in protecting your financial assets, you want to pass assets on to future generations. That's one way that you can do that. So we want people to be not only financially independent as we're celebrating our Independence Day weekend, but we want to make sure that their family will be independent as right, well. Right. We're celebrating 4th of July. We're going to talk more about your own financial independence and legal independence, and we will be right back after a short break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise, brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. Uh, Phil, we're happy to be with you this morning. Always. always. Thank and you. Attorney Michael Coleman, welcome back. We're happy to be with you. Good to be here. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're celebrating our financial independence. Did you know that a gentleman named James Blaine once said, the United States is the only country with a known birthday? So happy birthday, America. Indeed. This is your birthday, July 4th. And we're talking about financial independence. We're talking about some of the unusual happenings in England and Great Britain in this vote to leave the European Union. Um, we want you to be financially independent. And it starts with a plan. Uh, we had a plan when we began our country, didn't we, when you think we about it? It was called the Declaration of Independence. It laid out all the reasons why this country, these colonies, that as they were colonies at that point, they weren't states at that point, felt oppressed because they had no vote. Um, I think in this uh, political season, I guess every year is a political season, we need to remember to get out and vote. No matter who you want to vote for, make sure you exercise your vote. Did you know, Phil, that in most national elections, uh, only about 50% of the people eligible to vote actually turn out to vote? Yes, mm -hmm. it's a shame. And that's a shame. And I, I always tell people, uh, sometimes I'll ask people in the office, did you vote? Oh, no, I didn't get to vote yesterday. Don't ever complain about what goes on politically in the country if you don't take the time to go out and vote. Put an absentee ballot in. I mean, you can do it. Well, it's, it's a very high privilege that we have. You are privileged to be able to vote. Although women have only had the privilege to vote for a little less than 100 years. Correct. So women especially should be mm -hmm. concerned to make sure that they exercise yeah. their right to People vote. People of color, the same. Yep, you know? absolutely. Well, this is a great country, but we've gone through our own challenges. We're getting better as we evolve, you know. Oh, there's no question. And uh, our democracy is... Always a work in progress, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Sure. And uh, so celebrate, do something to celebrate the independence. And um, I have to remember to turn off my cell phone because I didn't <laughs> turn off my cell phone this morning. <laughs> as it just beeped and reminded me. So we've been talking a little bit about Brexit. And we're not going to talk a whole lot more about Brexit except to tell you that read every article you can about what's happening in England and Europe. And then compare and contrast that with what's happening here. 
And a quick summary of one of the things that I said before, we know that it's going to have an impact on mortgage interest rates. It's already been announced. Um, I've seen that happen in some of the other financial companies that we do business with, that some of the rates are actually going to start to go down a little bit. So take the time to plan and take the time to prepare. Um, Mike, let me ask you, what do you do to celebrate Independence Day? Anything in particular? Do you go to parades or do you drink beer? or? I'll have a beer or two maybe. <laughs> um, there's a great parade in Bristol, right? There I've been to that yeah. before. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. done that before too. And I haven't yeah. done that for a while, but it's probably the most famous parade in America, or at least I that's would think so. what they lay claim to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it Sam Adams beer that you like, Mike? I like, I'll drink a Sam, Sam Adams, Adams every now and then. So that's, that's a very patriotic act. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, have a Sam Adams. That's right. <laughs> but remember that it's Independence Day when you're having right. the Sam right. Adams. <laughs> well, Stay I don't have that problem, corona. Mike, because I've never liked the taste of beer. Yeah. So, um, so let's let's continue to talk a little bit about um, some things that Susie Ormond has said about celebrating your retirement independence. Um, most people are really terribly, terribly unprepared for retirement. And there's some really important things you can do. Um, number one, you need to start saving money for retirement. You cannot be truly independent if you don't have some kind of financial independence in retirement. And if you have a an employer, if you're working and there's a 401k where you work and they do any kind of a match, make sure you contribute enough money to get the full amount of the match. So I have actually talked with folks and I've asked them that question. They said, yes, our employer puts 6% into Lucky. our 401k, but only if we match it. Yeah. And I've had people say to me, I can only afford to put in 3%. Well, that's throwing money away because if you only put in 3%, your company's only going to put in 3%. You're losing an additional 3% that they would put in. So if your company offers a match, um, one of the smartest things you can do is to make sure you put in at least the amount of money to the, equal the match. Um, you might consider saving in a Roth IRA as well. It's a little easier to do if you set that up initially. So let's say you have a new job with a new company and you have the option to set up a Roth IRA or a regular traditional 401k account. Um, you'd be better off for most people to set up the Roth IRA. So it's after-tax money right now, but later when you go to take the money out, it's 100% tax-free, no tax at all, unlike a traditional IRA, which will be taxable. So think about those things. Um, Roth conversions are a little bit more difficult, so I'm not going to talk about that on the show today. But save in a regular taxable account. Um, we've talked a lot about the concept of pay yourself first. That's a, Susie Orman says that all the time. I like her, by the way. She gives plain down-to-earth, um, plain speaking advice, and I think that's really important. Um, so um, save money. Save it regularly. And pocket change. I like the mm -hmm. pocket change idea. Right. I do pocket change savings. I've mentioned that before on this show. Um, when I go home at night, I take all my pocket change. I put it in a big old fat mayonnaise jar with a hole cut in the top of it. And then when it gets full, I'll bring it down to oh, Bay Coast Bank, for example, on Route 6 and Fonts Corner Road. They have a nice coin counting machine in there. They have two of them, actually. 
And you can dump all your coins in, and it prints a little receipt, and you take it up to the teller, and that stupid little mayonnaise jar will produce about $200 for nice. me. Nice. Yeah. So it really um, adds up. My mother has a jar uh, to hold coins that has retirement fund <laughs> oh, on the good. other side of it. So. <laughs> That's cute. Well, um, we have a little jar in the office for snacks. Uh, yeah. It's a similar thing. So it's an honor system. We buy snacks at BJ's, for example, and we figure out what the price is, the actual cost, and then people put money in the little jar. And it's called the hungry jar. <laughs> so it's not the retirement jar. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Same concept. Then I can take all the coins and I can bring them home and put them in my retirement <laughs> jar. There you go. I, I could do that. <laughs> we won't go there any further. Okay. Um, pay off your credit cards. Declare your financial independence. If you've got two or three credit cards, pick the one with the highest interest and start making some extra payments. Don't just pay your minimum interest on it. Because you'll never pay it off. It takes you about 17 years if you pay the minimum payment every month to pay off your credit cards. And you're giving a lot of money to the credit card company, too. Oh, yeah. Two or three times the amount of the what you actually borrowed, and you're paying back in interest. Yeah. So it's very, very high. Um, we've talked before about raising your credit score. Critically important for borrowing money. You have a lower rate of interest when you do that. Um, but mostly, create just two or three little action items and say, these are the four or five specific things that I'm going to do to save money. And um, I wonder, you must see a lot of people, uh, Michael, that have put money aside into savings accounts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still a very useful thing to do, even though the rates are down very low. But when you get up to have $5,000 or $10,000 or 25000 then maybe it's time, instead of just savings, to think of taking the savings and now put it into something for investment. Right, yeah. And there is a difference between saving and investment, isn't mm -hmm. there? There is, certainly. I mean, today's bank rates are not all that great. So if you're looking to do something a little bit better with your money, then take it out of the savings account or the checking account and put it into something better. You know, when I see folks um, and talk about their finances, one of the things I like to look to see is, if they've put aside any money specifically for funeral and burial, because if you haven't done that, that means that somebody in the family has got to come out of pocket to pay for it. Right, exactly. And um, I don't know whether you see that sometimes in your accounts and in, in your client statements. A lot of times when we're meeting with clients, we can advise them on good ways to spend money. Uh, one of those is you can set up an irrevocable burial account with a bank. Uh, you can also go to a funeral home and set up funeral arrangements and plans and get that all out of the way so that later on someone else doesn't have to worry about doing that for you so they mm -hmm. can concentrate on the other important things that are going on at that point in time. Yep, they could also come and see me in my office and right. talk about doing a funeral and burial insurance plan. Mm -hmm. And generally I recommend to people that you should have at least a $10,000 insurance plan specifically for funeral and burial. Yeah. And you can either make monthly payments or you can put all the money in at one time as a lump sum. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that can be a strategy, too, if somebody has to go to a nursing home, can't it? Yeah, for Medicaid purposes, uh, one of the things that you can spend money on uh, within the five-year look-back period, which is uh, important, is making a prearranged funeral arrangement. So you can take whatever twenty or $30,000 and give that to the funeral home for a couple. Uh, for a single person, it'll probably be less than that. 
but you can spend that money and therefore not you know spend ten or twelve thousand dollars a month directly to the nursing home mm. so that's one way mm-hmm. to do that yeah so that's a good simple little hint you know we talked earlier also about um, people putting money aside for um, mortgages and and how to get a better mortgage interest rate for example um, I wonder if people ever think these days about taking out a life insurance plan for paying off the mortgage. Yep. I bet a lot of people don't have that, and we talk about that from time to time as well. Uh, let's say you're a married couple. Maybe you've got young children still living at home. You ought to have a life insurance policy that will pay off your mortgage if either spouse dies. So it's going to impact the family. It's going to impact the children. It'll make a big difference about whether the surviving spouse, whether it's male or female, has the ability to continue to stay in the house. So let's say that um, the husband dies, um, has a motorcycle accident or something, and and this stuff happens a lot. And his wife is at home with young children. If there's no insurance to pay off the mortgage, uh, she will end up probably selling the house and living someplace less desirable. Right. So... Again, that's something we can do at USA Wealth Group. Give us a call or visit us on our website, uh, usawealthgroup.com. Visit us at Fawns Corner Road. Um, In the past couple of weeks, we invite people to uh, call the office and ask for a free report or free budget. And we've had uh, people actually doing that over the last couple of weeks, calling in and asking for a budget. There are no questions. Just tell us where you want it sent to, and we'll pop it in the mail and send it out to you. Mm -hmm. We're not going to call you or bother you or harass you. And I know you do the same kind of thing, don't you, Mike? When we have meetings with uh, clients, we ask them to fill out a client intake form, basically listing assets, uh, bank accounts or retirement assets, life insurance, anything like that. And a lot of times that'll be you know, the first time in a long time that people sit down and actually go over all their finances. So that can be helpful for them to sort of get everything in line and, and look to see what they have. A lot of times they're surprised at how big their estate is because you add in real estate, you add in you know, life insurance and all that can add up pretty quickly. I think even just having the meeting makes people sit down once in a while. Most people will spend a lot more time thinking about their vacation plan yep. than they will about their retirement plan right. or do they have proper legal documents in place, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. But it only takes an hour to sit down and to find out if you're protected. Right. So we would like to see people declare their own independence financially and legally by taking the time to sit down with you or with Attorney Tenny Lance in the office and just doing a review, a, a checkup to find out, are your documents in order? Right, and the consultation is free, so it's really... No uh, cost to you. We sit down and look over things and give you our advice, and then you can take it or leave it, and at least you know where you stand. How does somebody reach you, Mike? Uh, You could call us at 508-998-8800. We also have a website, lancelawinc.com, if you want to learn a little bit more about what we do. And um, so there's no charge to do that. Right. Uh, it's a good checkup. You can find out whether you're protected or not and ask all the questions. Uh, tell us briefly about powers of attorney and why are they important. Well, there are a few different kinds of powers of attorney. There's one for financial matters, a general durable power of attorney is what we recommend. Um, so that's a document that would name an agent or an attorney, in fact, to pay your bills for you if you can't do so, if you're in the hospital or or out of the country or whatever the case may be. 
Um, there's also a healthcare power of attorney. So again, if you're in the hospital and you can't speak to your doctors, someone else would be able to do that for you. And these are important documents because otherwise someone would actually have to go to court to be appointed a guardian or a conservator, which can be a, a tough process. So these are documents that really allow you to remain independent, right? as we're yeah. talking about Independence right. Day. You know, Phil, one of my favorite presidents uh, was Ronald Reagan, and he had some wonderful things to say. And one of the things he said was, Republicans believe every day is the 4th of July, but the Democrats believe every day is April 15th. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cute thing. It's not directly a Fourth of July quotation, but it sort of is. Of course, that was a politically partisan statement, also, wasn't it? Of course. It? <laughs> but, um, he was. He was a great speaker. I really enjoyed him a lot. Um, and uh, a fellow named uh, James Cafferty said, "I always have the most fun on Fourth of July. You don't have to exchange any gifts. You just have to go to the beach and watch fireworks. It's always fun. That's what I do with my grandchildren every year." Mm -hmm. um, we go to a little parade, and sometimes they participate in a little parade. Yeah. And I, I like to explain to them some of the significance of the flag. And when the big flags go by, you stand up at attention, you take your hats off. The little flags, you don't have to because there are lots and lots of little flags. Right. But um, so do something to celebrate Fourth of July, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. and do something to celebrate your own financial independence. That's right. And your own declaration of independence with appropriate legal documents right definitely. tomorrow right, evening Michael. yeah tomorrow evening nine o'clock new bedford harbor ah, okay. it's going to illuminate with beauty you know i was wondering when you watch fireworks in new bedford now the new walkway on east rodney french boulevard Ooh, what a great idea a great place to stand and because mm. it's elevated you've got a view of the harbor i, I bet that would be a wonderful place to, to yeah. view fireworks from. sure so take some time to do something fun and wonderful on 4th of July. Have a family picnic. Um, go to Mike's house. He's going to have free Sam Adams Yeah, beer. everyone's invited over. Is that what you said earlier? No, 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 no. Between what time? <laughs> what was that address again? <laughs> We're going to put him on the spot here. Oh, I know. Now Mike wants to come to somebody else's house and That's have right. a 4th of July That's beer. Right. Let someone else do the work. That's right. <laughs> Well, we want you to, uh, in the coming weeks ahead, do pay attention to these articles about Brexit. Um, nobody knows what's going to happen yet. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see another vote come forward where they want to reconsider it, and then it's just going to create even more chaos and turmoil. <laughs> and will David Cameron unresign if that happens? Uh, that's <laughs> no, a, that's a really good question, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? It, it's interesting you ask that because... You know, as uh, an attorney, they say you must know the answer to a question before you ask oh, it. Oh, yes. Right, always. Well, did he really know the answer to the question that he was asking when he first brought this out, Mike? Mm, you know what uh, I mean? Right. Um, I don't, you know what? You have to know the I answer. I guess not. No, I guess <laughs> not. That's how he's resigning. Yeah, I know. But you, you bring up a good point. He'll <laughs> <laughs> have to unresign it. <laughs> But I like that. Now, um, I think he said he was going to prepare to step down, so maybe oh, okay. it would be a political <laughs> right. statement that I didn't really say that or something. Right, uh -huh. right. But what a mess. Yeah, definitely. What a huge yeah. mess. Aren't we glad we live in this country? You know, and did we forget little whales yeah. and all of that? Little tiny whales. <laughs> 
I have some Welsh blood, so. There you go. Yeah. We can't forget that. I don't right. know. You have Welsh blood? I do. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I don't either. It's a compliment. It's okay. a compliment, Mike. All right. So, uh, as a good person with Welsh blood, you can enjoy your Sam Adams beer. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson once wrote, My God, how little do my countrymen know what precious blessings they are in possession of and which no other people on earth enjoy. Hmm. Profound statement from Thomas Jefferson. So again, you know, I want everybody to ask themselves the question, aren't you lucky to be living in America? Definitely. We'll get through the Brexit situation. By the way, as I mentioned earlier, if you want information on what companies to go to, if you're interested in applying for a mortgage, there's, we don't have any involvement, but we're happy to make recommendations. We do a lot of referral work in our office to other companies that provide things that we don't necessarily provide. Mostly what we do is we help analyze people's budget and retirement needs, and are they saving enough? Will they have enough to be able to retire comfortably and get by financially? And then if not, if there's going to be an income gap in retirement, what can we do to make that different? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll advise people to put more money into a retirement account. Uh, sometimes we'll make recommendations. I had some people just recently that uh, the husband has taken retirement from the county, and but he only took it for his own life, which means when he passes away, the retirement stops. And his wife is six or eight years younger than he is, mm. and chances are that's going to happen. So I said, you know, maybe we ought to be thinking about having a life insurance policy so it will help replace some of the income that's going to be lost if you should pass away first. And so we can look at situations like that. So ladies in particular, if the decision has already been made by your spouse that you're not going to have enough retirement income for yourself, then maybe you can supplement that with some life insurance that will allow you to get by. We see people with assets. We see people that have very few assets. Um, yeah. I met just recently also with somebody who did a reverse mortgage um, about 2005, I believe it was, before the mortgage and financial collapse in 2008 in this country. And the one that she did probably wasn't appropriate for her to be into. And the balance on her reverse mortgage right now is much greater than what the value of the property is. And the problem is her income is only a fairly small Social Security check, and she literally cannot afford to pay the real estate taxes. And now this old company, which, by the way, is no longer in the business of doing reverse mortgages. It's, oh, my. Um, I forgot their full name. The first name is Wells. <laughs> and yeah, right. Okay. I can't say their full name on the radio. They, they've left their reverse mortgage business. Mm. But I'm wondering if she got proper advice at the time when she took this out because maybe it wasn't appropriate. So she did get by for a number of years, but now because taxes have gone up and so forth, she's got some real tough choices to make. Mm. And uh, we may help her try to do some negotiation on that. And that's what you—that's why you are so blessed. You help so many people in that regard, Ray. You really do. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. But I, I do want to mention that we see people not just because they have large amounts of assets and we're looking forward to earning large sums working with them, but we see people who are in 
more difficult circumstances as well, and we can refer them to credit counseling, mm -hmm. uh, which is a free service, by the way. There's just If you have any kind of a financial question or financial need, um, we're happy to sit down and meet with you and help you talk about it. But mostly, we want you to declare your financial independence today. And think of that phrase mm -hmm. as we celebrate Independence Day, because... We want you to feel safe and secure. We don't want you to be anxious. Um, I, I think that what we do in our office a lot is help relieve a lot of stress. I've seen many, many people who think they don't have enough money to be able to retire, and we can show them how by rearranging a few simple things, we can help them make the retirement decision. So, Mike, I'd like to thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me. And talking about celebrating your legal independence right. as well by having documents in place so you don't have to become dependent on somebody else. Definitely. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, why we celebrate 4th of July. It's America's birthday. It's a great holiday. It's the birthday for our country. It's the day we declared independence from the country of Great Britain. Um, Maybe we should annex Great Britain. Who knows? No, <laughs> we can't do that. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of our audience every single week. And we look forward to talking to you again next week on the radio. Happy Independence Day. Absolutely.